welcome to the Undisputed Hater Podcast. I'm your host, Mental Initial T, Coach, Marcus, whatever you want to call me. Um, first off, I'd like to thank my supporters, all the people that retweeted, all the people that shared, all the people that subscribed over the past week um, for the first episode. Again, I greatly appreciate it. That support means a lot to me. All right. You must know that I am nothing without you guys, as you guys provide me the content, the motivation I need to keep this going. I'm doing this for you guys, you guys only. Nah, I'm bullshitting. I'm really doing this for myself. But y'all, <laughs> y'all, a hell of a motivation to do this. So keep liking, keep sharing, keep subscribing, you know, spread the word. All right. In the building, I got this week, uh, we have Young Kings Wrestling co host. My guy TC, you may know him hey. as Contra. He's in the building today. How you doing, fam? Hey, what's cracking, bro? Ain't shit, man. Ain't no hey. same old, same old. It's Thursday, dog. It's man, Thursday. I'm just I'm just getting in. I was hungry. I was like, I want some wine. So I had to pick up some wine. My guy got the the, the white wine. He feeling good over there. Today. Yeah. I feel like some of the shit I want to talk about. I need to be under the influence a little bit. Ain't nothing wrong with that, dog. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes, you know, the best shit is really when you be under the influence. For sure. That's when the truth come out. That's when the truth come out. Niggas really don't care. It don't even matter. So, hey, you get you get in your bag. You get in your bag. You know, I want you to, right, man. I want you to be yourself. That being said, we got we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of good content uh, for you guys today. My guy went to the WWE draft uh show for SmackDown on Friday. You know, he's in he's in Vegas and he went to that show. And you know, I'm just wondering how was that? First of all, first of all, how big is that goddamn set for real? Man, um, you know what's crazy? The the old set, like the SmackDown Live set. Yeah, I'm in SmackDown Live twice. Like that set, it looks small in person, but like compared to the new one, mm-hmm. that shit. And the thing was like when I purchased my tickets. Like I, I thought, cause I, I've sat, I've, I've purchased tickets for that arena before. Right. Like I've been to SmackDown before, been a, mm-hmm. a couple Laker games. Um, you know, I went to a Jay Z concert a couple years ago. So right. like, <clears throat> excuse me, I know how that how that arena is set up, and this new set was like, goddamn. I think like I might have purchased the wrong tickets because I was right by the stage, and I was like, as soon as I walked in there, I started like. Fuck, they got pyro now, huh? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, I had to. I was like, hey, man, I was five minutes before the show. I was like, yo, can right. I get some, can I get some earplugs, man? They keep some earplugs in these events, man. I think, I think it might be a legal thing. You got people that got like, you know, PTSD or whatever. They yeah, all types of shit. Yeah, most like, probably is a legal thing they got to have earplugs i went to the you know they told me to go to the guest services i got some shit was still loud <laughs> i was like damn so imagine if i didn't have these man i would be deaf i ain't gonna lie to you i sat by the stage this was i don't know i don't almost a, a decade ago or something like that when they came to dc and i sat by the stage i had no i had no clue that the motherfuckers was that loud yo i left that motherfucker my ears was damn near gone, bro. They was gone. They was gone. I never heard some shit that loud in my life. They they real serious about that goddamn pyro, man. Real damn man. serious. Like I think the last time I went to a show that had pyro, episode of Raw in two thousand seven. Ooh, that's 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 back there. Yeah, I think that was, was the last pyro time. Everything. Like the my uncle had tickets, and um, I guess like one of his buddies wasn't able to go or whatever. So like yeah, he gave you know gave me the ticket, came swooped me. Yeah, we went there and like the tickets was a uh, ringside. It wasn't ringside, but it was on the floor behind the 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 wall where the commentary table is at. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. We was back like twelve rows, so I had to stand on a chair the whole fucking time. It was some <laughs> bullshit. I couldn't see nothing when everybody stand up. I can't see shit. I got to sit on a chair. That sound like, like one. I'm like you know. When I was, what was I, 15, I'm like five foot four at the time. Right. I haven't grown that much since then. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I was still a little short, man. So, like, I had to stand up on a chair, bro, the whole time. And, like, it was crazy. But, like, usually when I buy my seats, like, the last two SmackDown shows I went to, I had my seats kind of in the lower bowl, mm-hmm. not too far down uh, on the backside. So, you can see everything. You can see when they're coming out. You can see the ring and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, but these I got next to the stage. I seen everything. The like, next to the stage is, is big fire. Now I'm no I'm no show veteran like like some of the other guys that uh that we know, but I have been to yeah, a few shows. They go to every damn show. Like, every goddamn they go to show. every big four pay-per-view and NXT. Like, Shout out Rob and Chris. That's oh, Rob and Chris. They go to WrestleMania. They they've been to WrestleMania, I think, like the last on I, I followed them like mid-2017. So I don't even know if they went to that WrestleMania in Orlando. But I know the last two years they gone, and I think I just seen Rob earlier talking about he buying tickets for next year. I was like, man, man, what that is? I'm not crazy. going to a WrestleMania until they come out here. I don't blame. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> Lord to get to that is. I'm trying to get to the one in Tampa. We gonna we gonna see how it works out. I gotta go to the one out here, man. Like like me and Malik always talk about it. We. I want to go home and like lay in my own bed and shit after the show. Yeah, yo, yo, <laughs> that's how it was uh, Robin Nell. Mm-hmm. It's in their backyard. So they just hopped on the train, go right there, right. home, go to sleep. Everybody else, you know, you can't wait for Ubers and shit. Wait for Ubers. I go back to the hotel. Then you got to get right their Ubers out. till like three in the morning. Yo, that shit was bad. They said it was bad because you know MetLife's in Jersey and yeah. that transit system out there. They said it's the it's same good. way for like NFL games too. Like, Mm-hmm. Giants and Jets every weekend. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I'm no show vet. But if you if you guys uh ever decide that you want to go experience a WWE show live, I have a couple suggestions for you. If you're gonna sit on the floor, you got two choices. You either make sure that you stack your goddamn bread and get right up next to the bear right ringside, or maybe the second row. But yeah, second row wouldn't be bad, or you get enough bread to where you can sit near the entrance ramp. Because yeah. if you sit near the entrance ramp, nine times out of ten you can move around, you can finagle, and when the wrestlers and shit come out, you get you some nice photos, you can get you some nice videos, and it's not you too might much. End up on television. You, you might just damn end up on television. The only time I've sat on the floor was the go home uh edition of Raw. Right before WrestleMania 28, that was the one fucking uh, I saw The Rock, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, CM Punk, Undertaker, all them guys is up close and personal. Rock but, and Taker, the only ghosts I've never seen in person. I'm I've so, seen everybody else. I'm so sorry to hear that. Like I've seen I've seen Shawn Michaels, I've seen Shawn Michaels wrestle. That's HBK like, was there that day too. I seen I seen Shawn Michaels wrestle. I seen uh Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton. I seen Randy Orton so many damn times. I met Randy Orton. Like that was the first wrestler I ever met when I was like ten years old, and like he was a he was a heel. And he was like he had just joined Evolution and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they they said they said on the uh you know the local commercials and shit. They was like, "Come meet WWE superstar Randy Orton." I'm like, right. "I want to meet this nigga. He ain't no <laughs> like he ain't no good guy. Was, but he right. was nice as hell." So like all the stories I hear about him being an asshole, like mm-hmm. like. Touching his dick and then making people shake his hand, like I don't really believe it. That was he was so wild. fucking chill, like he was chill as fuck. Like he signed everything I had. Mm-hmm. Like we took pictures and shit. Didn't get them developed, so I don't got no proof that I met this motherfucker. But oh, so you could be lying, right? You could be lying on the show. I'm dead right serious now. though. I'm dead serious though. Right hand, right hand, the guy. Like I met this dude ten I years old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe. Man, I I ain't seen like I've seen Stone Cold, I've seen Brock. I never seen Stone Cold. I never seen Brock wrestle though. I never seen Brock wrestle. Like I've seen, and the the first time I seen Brock, he wasn't even advertised. Like he was on SmackDown. It was Mm -hmm. a Raw show. I don't know if you remember the show when uh leading up to WrestleMania twenty, and uh Brock just came out of nowhere and like F five Stone Cold, and that was like the end. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, I was in my city and I was like. I seen this mother Brock is so like massive, like in person. Like he's so like mm-hmm. just a big ass dude. Like, he, like a fucking gorilla. That's how um what's his name? That's how Samoa Joe is. Well, um last year, um, me and my fiance, we went to uh we went to SmackDown when they came here and you know, um seeing everybody, you know, seeing all the cool shit that was going on. And the next day I had to fly out to um go pick up my kids or whatever and this is six o'clock in the morning so i'm just strolling through the airport and um gsp airport it's not that big it's not a big airport like it's a Mm -hmm. pretty small airport so i'm walking through six o'clock in the morning going to my gate and i see this dude sitting there and i'm like yo hold up i know i'm not fucking bugging right now am i (laughs) so i i walk up and i get close i'm like holy shit it's fucking samoa joe 
And he is a very large man. He's not a tall guy, but he's a very he's a stocky fellow, yeah. man. So me and him was we was chatting up a little bit. You know, I was probably bothering him. It was six o'clock in the morning, and I could tell that you know. That's the thing, you know. You'd be like, "Damn, you don't know if you want to like talk to these people or not." Yeah, like, but that's why like, I try to keep it short. If I, you know, mm-hmm. whoever I run into, I like out here, I just keep it short. Like, oh shit, was good. Yeah, he was real cool about it, and uh, also um, Carl Anderson having to be on. Um, like we was all on the same flight, so I met um, Carl Anderson, and they were all cool. And it's it's always interesting when you meet these guys in person because it's like, damn, I've been watching y'all on TV for fucking years. Right, I've been watching you niggas on TV for years and seeing y'all in person. It's like y'all, y'all really cool people, and that kind of it bugs me out that back in the day, motherfuckers used to be wilding out trying to kill motherfuckers over this shit. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you niggas, man? It, it ain't never that serious, man. Man, uh, you you watch this shit, Dark Side of the Ring? It was on like Viceland. Yeah, I watched the, the Bruiser Brody one, just like finding out so much shit about that. Was crazy because like, I knew like vague details about the whole story, but seeing like uh damn, I forget it was Tony, it was Tony Atlas, um Abdullah the Butcher, and uh and Dutch Mantel that was telling stories about that shit. And like Abdullah the Butcher seemed like he knew something about it, but like he just like taking it to the grave. Right. Like I didn't trust that motherfucker, anything he was saying. But like, man, I believe everything Tony Atlas said, because like Tony Atlas don't seem like a liar to me. No, and, and the thing, Tony Atlas seemed like if he was lying, he would stutter a lot and, like, fumble over his words. Right. Like, <laughs> he, he come off as that type of dude, like, because, you know, I think, like, it's the it's the Southern draw. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be just the, I don't know. I might be I might be out here, like, you know, on some bullshit. But, yeah, it seemed like he was, he was telling the truth. Like, he wouldn't, he, he know, like, more people know about, more details about that shit, but they all just made a pact to just take it to the grave. Like they not say a goddamn word. Yeah, <laughs> like feel, yeah, that I, shit crazy. The fact, like you killing motherfuckers over not paying them money <laughs> for for an appearance. That's some bullshit. Old wrestlers probably got some goddamn stories, man. Man, they gotta have some goddamn stories. Fucking, but since we talking about old wrestlers, <laughs> since we talking about old wrestlers, so I was in class today, bro. I was in class today, minding my goddamn business. And my professor was talking about watching wrestling in the 80s. And I said, and to just perk your ears up. Like you hear per- yeah, 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 yeah. My, my fucking Spidey senses went off. My goddamn Spidey senses went off. And I was like, all right, let's see what, let's see what he goddamn about to talk about. And he was talking about, um, you know, how, how, you know, people are racist and all this other bullshit. And he correlated that with how people used to hate the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and shit because they wasn't American. So everybody loved, you know, Hulk Hogan and shit. Everybody loved Hulk Hogan. And that got me to thinking, why the fuck do we not know that he was a real fucking racist until the video came out about him saying nigga? Like, how could we not know that Hulk Hogan was a goddamn racist? He ran around here for he more- He said he's a real American. Like, you can't be a real American without racism. You can't be a real American and not be racist. This motherfucker ran around here for two goddamn decades, waving this goddamn flag, doing this weak-ass leg drop, selling us on this real American bullshit, and we sat up there and ate the shit up because the motherfucker ended up making the goddamn NWO. Hey, Man, that's that patriotism, though. Hold on, real quick. I'm sorry, but like you could. That's that patriotism, that that propaganda, especially when you put them up against a foreign hill. Like around that time, I mean, I'm not too privy on like my U.S. history because like I feel like it don't matter at the end of the day. So uh, you know, high kid does not matter. <laughs> but high. like, I feel like around the time, like you know, Desert Storm and shit. That was like you know the was the Gulf War, all that shit. All that bullshit. Look, all, all, the, all the bullshit wars in like the eighties and nineties that didn't right. really do nothing. But like you had them foreign hills, so you had like Iron Sheet, Iraq, and then you had uh, Nikolai Volkov from Russia. These motherfuckers was teaming up together, bro. And then going against Hulk Hogan, the real American. Like, and and the thing, I think that's why like the foreign hills don't get over as much now because nobody really cared. Nobody really like, cares. Like really you had like I think well, who's the last one? Rusev. Oh, it was Jinder Mahal. Nah, Jinder, Jinder Mahal, Mahal like, yeah. Like Jinder, Jinder was the last one, and was just like nobody cared about like. And the thing you can't run a a foreign hill patriotism angle with a dude from India. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like on a grand scheme of things, like Indian people are not like loud about, you know, they probably are, you know, they judge how Americans are and shit, but I feel like right. they're not loud about it. Like I would say people who are Mexican, you have like a Mexican foreign heel mm-hmm. or or somebody from like Russia or like Iraq or some shit like that. Like you got this Indian dude. One, he's fucking Canadian. He's Little not hard as Canadian for you people right. who do not he, know. He is definitely Canadian. He was born and raised in Canada. He, he's an Indian descent. That's really the extent of it. So, like, you got this Canadian dude who who's posing, like, saying he's from India and he's just, like, Indian-born. And then you got you got his sideshow buddies that is really just, like, the Indian J&J security. Chill on my guys, man. Chill getting their ass beat by Randy Orton like every fucking week. Getting their ass beat by AJ Styles and Shinsuke every fucking week for like seven months. And like I think I think they they slapped that foreign heel tag on gender, and it just like took everybody out of his title reign because nobody really honest. I didn't really care that much because you know I didn't hate him. I wasn't bored by him. I just didn't care. Like I thought, like I thought he tried his hardest, you know. So I, I, you know, gave him some slack. But you know, the way that his reign went, it was more so. I think it was just on, on everybody backstage and and everything they try to do how they booked him. Because like we, like I said, man, we don't really give a shit about foreign hills nowadays. We don't. We don't. I, don't. I, I mean, know. like Rusev shit was cool. Uh huh. But like then you could, you know, he just ran into John Cena, and that was just the end of it. Oh yeah, he was dead out there. It really, it really got me to thinking though when when he was talking about that shit. You know, I, I first of all, fuck Hulk Hogan. Before I lose, before I lose that, before I lose that goddamn point, fuck Hulk Hogan, fuck Terry Bollea, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He could eat a bag of dicks on fire. I know, yeah, fuck, fuck Terry Bollea, like Hulk Hogan, all that backstage shit. That's Terry Bollea. Fuck him. But like as an icon, I I got I respect it a little bit. The character. You know what I'm saying? Like, as I'm an actor, so like I, I know how to separate like characters from the from the actors and shit. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. But like, I also feel like he kind of took that Hulk Hogan shit and ran with it, and he just like that's his thing now too. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. it's kind of hard to separate the Hulk Hogan from Terry Bollea when they're kind of the same person. Going back to the whole Foreign Hill thing, um, it sparked another thought in me where um, I don't know if you remember this, but in I want to say early 2000s. You remember uh, Muhammad Hassan? Yes. And how quick they got him the fuck up out of there? Yeah, he, was just, he was just a victim of bad timing. Very bad timing. And the reason I brought that up is because... I watched that episode on accident like two months ago. <laughs> I was just watching it and I didn't know that was an episode and then it happened. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. UPN got him the fuck up out of there because of the 9-11 shit. But the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to just touch on it. We ain't got to go super in-depth, but if we do, fuck it. It's something that needs to be talked about. Um, racism and prejudice within wrestling. You know, coming off this this Kofi Kingston reign, Man. Um, I, I, me, and, uh, me and the guys last week touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to dive a little bit more in-depth um, with you about it. I'm seeing that folks... They they really don't understand how serious that was for us, because racism within wrestling is not something that's it's not to be shied away from. And I know I know um, Cody Rhodes has said something, you know, about, you know, being diverse in all this other shit. But look at this programming. You got five. You got five black wrestlers on your on your roster on, on the whole I, roster. I think it might be six, but like it's six counting your wife, which I I feel like don't count because she an executive. She don't compete in the ring as often as everybody else. So, fact, take your wife out the equation. You got five people that I can think of off the top of the head. You have uh, private parties to Scorpio Sky, Sunny uh-huh. Kiss, and Awesome Kong. Like that show. That's, that's your African American roster right there, right? Like, so, and like then, if you gonna uh, point a finger at the lack of diversity mm-hmm. in wrestling, one rest you can't compare that shit to like the NBA and the NFL because it's at the end of, it's not it's not legitimate. Like they're not legitimately competing. You can decide who gonna win, and that's the result. So build these guys up and book them, which I feel like he may be doing because I feel like private party might be like the Cinderellas of that tag tournament. 
but yeah. I still don't see them winning it at the end. But I think it's is them tag titles is Lucha Brothers titles for the taking. But you got to build up your, you know, hire more black wrestlers. There's so many guys out there that you can woo from. You got about like four guys in impact that you can grab. Like, I don't know how their money situation is like, but, you know, once them contracts run out, like, you know, throw them in the bag a little bit. You got some good talent. You know what I'm saying? You need some bigger guys. So you got guys like Moose and Willie Mack out there. Yeah. Uh, impact. <clears throat> Bring the big guys in, and you know what I'm saying? Like you got you got so many like little guys out there. So I, you know, I would suggest like a Rich Swan or somebody, but WWE got that on lock. And so it's so many different title reigns. Like I actually I counted them and I forgot, but it's so many different title reigns from black wrestlers. I want to say it's like 12 different reigns this year. 12, 12 different wrestlers, black wrestlers held yeah. championships this year. They're doing a really good job about that now, nowadays. They're doing a really good job of understanding the need for diversity and the need for black champions, which is why I was so. It's not even black champs too. Like right now, we got three Asian champions. We got like that's also a big two deal. black champions. Most deaf. I don't know how many Hispanic champions. Like there's Bailey, and then I don't know. I can't think right now who else. But like, so they they're doing a good job of, of the diversity in WWE mm-hmm. as far as like giving chances to all these other, you know, people. Cause you know, I, you know, I like the, I like to rag on people that say this shit on Twitter. Cause like they make it corny, but it's still, it's true. Like representation matters. It does I, would, matter. I would love to have like somebody who looked like Kofi Kingston be champion when I was little. Man, what closest we got was fucking D'Lo Brown, the European champ. Man, like, I mean, there was The Rock. Like I knew The Rock was black. Like you could look at The Rock and tell him, you know, he got some black in him. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I seen this dude uh, my my cousin was a huge fan like on Next Level in like the late '90s and he kind of you know faded out of it but I picked up the slack you know what I'm saying but like he would just walk around like he was the rock and shit and at the time he was like 13 I was like that's huge because you got you got this black dude that's on top of the world in this company and he just he got so much swag like but he ended up transcending that shit. I would have loved to have like a Kofi Kingston be the world champion. Like I'm he the reason I made the dreadlocks, man. Like it would have made a difference. I probably would have uh actually done what I wanted to do when I got out of high school, which was actually attend a wrestling school. Man, and, I used you know, to try to do all this shit. I, I used to want to do that. If I had seen people, you know, more people who look like me do it, I'd have been like, shit, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Which is a big shout out to Velveteen Dream and Leo Rush. If y'all don't know from your neck of the woods, Velveteen Dream is from he where did he go? I believe he went to Forestville Military Academy in uh Forestville, Maryland. And Leo Rush, me and him actually went to the same high school. Shout out Duval High School. I was a senior when he was a freshman, so I didn't have I can't remember any um direct contact between me and him, but I know me and him shared the same art teacher, Miss Hunt, you know, went to the same school. So I'm sure we crossed paths at some point. But shout out to them. Shout out for them doing that damn thing and getting up out of there. That's a big deal for me. It's a very big deal for me. Um, That's cool, man. I don't know, I don't know many wrestlers from my neck of the woods at all. Sting Sting was born in my city. That's about it. Steve Borden, the god? Steve Borden. <laughs> he, was, he was born there and then moved to like Cali, so like he don't really claim it. Man, I'm, I'm, you know, I found out recently. What's up, Ted DiBiase? Not from Omaha. That shit had me mad as hell. I thought this nigga what? was from Omaha the whole time. What a million dollar man from? Yeah, uh, he from some. Yeah, I don't know where he from. Let me let me hit that Google search right quick. I wanted that million dollar belt so fucking bad. Yo. Man, I, I still want. I want that bitch right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. If I could show it to my wedding. With the million dollar belt, I really feel like a million bucks at that point in time. Now, I mean, I'm be married, but it's like it'd be a bigger deal with that million dollar belt. My man's Ted DiBiase is from Miami, Florida. That makes he sense. Was, he was built from Omaha, uh, and I'm assuming because Warren Buffett, you know, million dollar man. I don't know if that's what his his gimmick was based off of, where he's just like the wrestling version of Warren Buffett. So he's from the same city. Yo, wrestling gimmicks back then used to be the funniest shit in the world. Man. <laughs> I'm yo, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up because the other day I was randomly Googling uh, you know, stupid shit. I, I do that from time to time. I just Google stupid shit about fucking wrestlers, Google their backgrounds and shit like that. And I got in my uh my Bray Wyatt bag. And I found out that his name is a combination of uh, his dad and his granddad. Yeah. And his, but what's funny about this? Very is, wonderful. 
I was like, yo, his dad really like was IRS. was IRS, like a fucking tax man. <laughs> that is one of the worst gimmicks I've ever heard in my life and seen. That is bad. Hey, you know, things, you know what's man. crazy though is uh it's so many like second and third generation guys around nowadays. I feel like it wasn't that many back then. Like it's so many now that it's just like, and it, it was crazy the ones who were like actually really good. Besides maybe Cody Rhodes, which he's kind of put himself in those positions, so I can't really count him. But like besides Cody Rhodes, like I can't think of nobody that had like a Hall of Fame dad that was like a goat who was good, who who's had a good career. Like outside of Randy, ain't ain't outside of Randy, about, yeah, Kyle, Bob Orton, but outside of Randy. Know, Outside of Randy, outside of outside of the Rock, obviously, uh, I can't think of nobody that was just like good who whose dad was good. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not even gonna hold you. And this is where I get, you know, the podcast name from. I'm a hater. Everybody knows this. Cody Rhodes, that family, his dad wasn't that fire, bro. He was a great performer. He was cold on Mike. In the ring, he wasn't that fire. Nigga had a elbow as his finisher. He wore polka dots, bro. Like, he was not that fire. And it's clear that that passed down to his two sons because them niggas are mid times two. I think Dustin, I think if they did the Goldust character and like nowadays. Oh, Goldust would be fire right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Like gold doesn't be world champion. <laughs> gold doesn't be like, purified right now. Like this, like, is, this would be the time for it. In the nineties, though, that shit wasn't. That shit wasn't going with people in the nineties. Nah, it was freaking niggas out, man. Like I think the closest you can get to dusting uh, to to gold dust now is probably Velveteen Dream, but even him is more. He kind of more like androgynous. He not like like queer. Yeah, yeah he not like, he not on that side. Like he not queer, he just yeah, he like yeah. Prince, like he got bitches, but he's straight. Like, like Prince yeah. probably the most homophobic person that ever lived. Like, <laughs> if you ever just if you know Do your, your Prince history, <laughs> if you know your Prince history, Prince mm-hmm. homophobic as fuck. But like you look at Prince, be like, man, he a pretty little bitch. But like he had bitches though, and that's crazy. So like Velveteen kind of in that same boat, whereas like Gold Dust is was more queer than than Velveteen Dream is. Mm. And so, like, I think Goldust would have been pushed to the fucking sky. Like now, especially like with the, the way the character is, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not his real life. Like, you got people like I don't want to say Darren Young because he really ain't had no personality to me. He, he wasn't good no to me at all. But so I'll, I'll go with, like Sonya Deville. Like Sonya Deville is really good, but like her 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 sexual orientation is not a part of her as a person. It's not a part of her gimmick either. So like you're not gonna push her slowly on that. Yeah, but like, like if Goldust was around, though, if Goldust was around, you multi-time world champion just because you got a you you got an Indian person they champ, you got black people they champ. They check they they checking boxes right now. Yeah, I'm they not checking gonna, all the boxes. Up, I'm so. not gonna lie to you, they checking boxes right now, and that makes me wonder if uh you know they're gonna step further out there, you know, within the next year and bring up you know, I don't know, say. The first, you know, homosexual world champ, first queer world champ, whatever, whatever you want to say. And hey, I'm all for, I'm all for the AEW already a step ahead of them, though. AEW already a step ahead of them. They already got. You talking about? I know, oh yeah. Hey, Sonny gets kind of fire. I ain't gonna lie to you. I never seen one of his matches before. He 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 kind of fire in the ring. He kind of fire in the ring. I'm not gonna lie I'm to a, you. I started so like I, I was watching the AEW dark shit from like last week. Mm-hmm. And like the first match was like this librarian dude versus Sonny Kiss. And I was like, the librarian dude was just like enough to make me fast forward. I was like, this nigga is That's not, I'm not connecting with this dude and I don't care. But like I fast forward a little bit. I seen he was facing Sonny Kiss. So I might have to go watch that match. But like I, I, mm-hmm. I've heard, I heard he been doing good, but like he Sonny. just be on the free shows. He on, in a, yeah. Like, Sonny like, Kiss is very fire. Very far, and I really I, that's one thing I do got to applaud uh AEW for is getting somebody like him, somebody like a Nala Rose, whether they know about Nala Rose. And I'm really, I'm really in, in a in a place where I want everybody 
to to be represented and we're in a, a a time where everybody should be represented everybody should get that platform especially with the way wrestling is now like wrestling connects so many people so many people in so many different in i so know how diverse like the wrestling because like growing up where i'm from i ain't know that many like black wrestling fans like that i mean i knew we was out there right but like, i didn't know just like the the whole wrestling industry the, the the fan base was so widespread you got so many different races you have you know you got your people who, who are disabled mentally or physically you got like your lgbt well i didn't know the lgbt community has so many avid wrestling fans out there till like a couple years ago mm-hmm. i was like they are out here especially like when, when finn balor pulled up with the with the rainbow shirt at wrestlemania that is my like, absolute favorite shirt yeah like all the uh if I remember community. correctly, he had yeah, community out there. If I remember he had like all the like LGBT, like he probably had like 10 of them on the stage with him doing his yep, thing. Right, like I, I can't remember exactly, but like he, and that's a very underrated moment. They don't, yeah, they don't really that's talk about that. Very like, underrated moment in WWE history because if I don't I'm not think it's WWE underrated now. I feel like just in general, it's in not general, so, yeah. Like that, that was kind of huge, like. Like to me, at, at at first it came off as pandering, but at the time sat down, I was like, "That's actually pretty cool." Yeah, that he he did that because for them to get represented on that stage, WrestleMania, to know like is there are gay wrestling fans out there, there are gay wrestlers out there, and it's mm-hmm. they're they're not bad, they're good, they're really good at what they do, and they and and as far as the fans go, they're really supportive. So it's it's good for everybody to be represented. You know what I'm saying? You know, we get ours and people got a problem with it. That's my that's my big issue. Look, man, I I still don't understand why people were so upset about Kobe's run. I don't understand why they felt the need. Kobe, he's too small. You want you want motherfucking Daniel Bryan to be champ, huh? He's smaller. Like Seth Rollins smaller. AJ Styles is around the same boat. These guys, the last, the last three champions before Brock, all around the same size. None of them mm-hmm. weigh more than two fifteen at least. So, like, what's the issue? It's skin color. That's that's my take on it. Still, still got a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. We do, man. We got a black owner. Hey, yo, <laughs> we got a black wrestling uh, promotion owner out here, man. Percy Miller, yo, uh, known as, as Master P. No Limit Soldiers, WCW. They, they, coming, they coming back. They bringing back the tanks. They bringing back the vibes. And that's really ironic. The universe is crazy as shit because just when we get, you know, the, the you know, No Limit style, the, 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 the cool shirt from the Street Profits, then we get goddamn news that Master P by the, you know, he done own, he, you know, bought a damn wrestling company. Bringing it back. This, this type of shit I'm tired. I'm ready for. And speaking of that Street Profit shirt, I, I did not appreciate that it was not a part of the, of the last BOGO sale because I was for sure about to buy it, buy one, get one. <laughs> and that shit was the full price when I checked the card. Yo, that has me tight every time. When you really want a shirt, you got to nah, you gotta catch them slipping. Sometimes they do it. Like I randomly search on like a Tuesday or Wednesday and they had they had something I want up there. But it's either I don't got the money or they don't have the shirt. One or the other, and that should be having me hot. But I really wanted that. Really wanted that. Yeah, I was, I was about to cop, and I went. I went to SmackDown Friday, and I was like, "Man, Brock the Champ, I gotta get a Suplex City Las Vegas shirt." They ain't had that shit. They ain't had no no Fiend shirts. Some bullshit. Hey yo, buying merch, buying merch at a live show was crazy. They had three Red Mysterio shirts at the booth. Like, Ray man, three Ray Ray Mysterio shirts. You only got, like, seven slots for shirts up here. Ray Mysterio. Three Ray shirts. You had, like, a Becky Lynch shirt. You had, I think they had a Seth Rollins that might have had Roman. And they had, like, Bray Wyatt. But it wasn't the one I wanted. And so I was like, it's, some, it's crazy. It's some bullshit. They wild. I, I saved my money, though. But <laughs> I was I was excited to spend some money. I was like, I got paid today, man. I'm about to Oh my my dog was big, my dog was big balling at the show. I'm about to spend me like fifty dollars on some merchandise today. Nah, man, you getting that merch bag? It's kind of crazy. What do you think about the draft though? Since you since you was there, like, what? How was the the feel of it there? How was the live presentation? You know, how you feel about the picks? You know, all that good shit. At the 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 draft analyst panel for one, we couldn't fucking see them. They didn't show it on the screen at all. They did just show like the draft logo on the screen. We could barely hear them. So I was like, I didn't even know like Small Joe and Booker T and shit was over there. 
Like that was my biggest issue. I would have loved to see what what was going on and what they was talking about. Like turn right. the mic up, let us see who at the table, so we can follow along with it. And it was kind of like oh, I'm about to use this time to like post my videos and shit. You know what I'm saying? Post mm-hmm. it, post an Instagram, post a Twitter. Like that was really all I used the time for since I couldn't, you know, follow what was going on. Um, the actual format of the draft, uh, I think they should do it differently. Like the the war room shit was cool, but it was kind of cheesy. Cause right. it, it's clearly listen, man. Uh, when I started act, I, I've been acting for like five years and taking acting classes and, and acting on like big productions and shit. Listen, man, it ruins my perception of everything. So clear as day, you had actors in these war rooms. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no real people. It wasn't no real execs. It was actors. Yeah. Like it's not a problem, but it's just like damn. Like just from from my aspect, I was like them actors, bro. And like the, in the way they was reacting to the pics and shit, I was like, oh yeah, they actors. Like somebody right. directed them to, to react in a in a specific type of way. I think they should tweak it for next year. Uh, hopefully they don't, you know, have it like right after WrestleMania, which like they they might <laughs> just because. Uh, but I hope not. You know, have it have it a little later in the year, just because it's so recently. You don't want to have another draft like six months later. But I, I, it was cool. Um, the picks. I was a little, I was a little iffy on the picks. Like I understood, you know, they're trying to do it like a real draft where guys who are injured are going to slide in the draft, or production-wise, they're going to slide in the draft. That's that's dope. Mm-hmm. My main issue though was the USA Network not drafting the Miz when he got a show on your network. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a, that's a big bag fumble right there. Like, but other than that, it, it all made sense, you know. But that was my main issue. I was like, man, he got he got show on the network, so why don't you have this dude? Like, it was kind of no brainer to draft him. And now you can't even you can't even promote his show when you go on SmackDown now. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of fucking retarded. Uh, yeah, I was really, uh, yeah, Humberto Carrillo get drafted over the Miz. First of all, that that's one that really got me because I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, not gonna lie to you. I was like, who the fuck is Humberto? Had no idea who this guy was. He cold, like. You know, I, I was, you know, him, him on 205 Live the whole year. Like, he nice. Maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it is. 205 Live is one of them shows where I will watch a match here and there. I wasn't tuning in to that shit weekly. Maybe that's every now and again, you know, every now and again, I turned it on uh, if I remember to. But when, when Miz and Mrs. was on, I was just keeping on the USA Network after SmackDown. I wouldn't turn the network on. I would just watch 205 like the next day or something. Mm-hmm. What got me was, um, you know, scrolling Twitter as this goes on because I'm a Twitter user and as these shows go on, I like to live tweet. You know, people were mad that I don't know whether it was an error, whether it was coincidence, but people were upset. Oh, they released the draft order, blah, blah, blah. First of all, why do you fucking care? Number two, if you paid attention to the shows, you would know that most of the people who are on their respective rosters now were the people that were on the same rosters before. Not much has changed. Yeah, they didn't switch too many people because it, it really wasn't no point in it. It would, I think the draft was more so we're gonna switch a couple people, but we just gonna phase this wild card shit out. But right, like, they needed they needed something to get the they wild card. They needed an excuse to, to stop that shit other than just like outright stopping it. You gotta have right. something, you know, you can promote these shows as like season premieres and then you promote the season premieres and you got to follow something up with that. So you got to have a big show that you got to promote. So you say, we're going to promote this draft show for these next, you know, two shows, SmackDown and Raw. Watch this shit. And that's right. really all it was. We didn't make no big changes. It was more so just a raising grab at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Which is also another thing that people get caught up on is like the ratings thing. And I talked, we talked about this last week. That shit does not fucking ratings matter. don't matter. In 2019, 2020, going onward, Radio it only matters matter. when you need you need something. You need a crutch. You need visual piece of evidence to help your narrative. That's why people that's really so big matters. That's why people are so big on you know, oh, AEW's beating NXT and the ratings and all this other shit. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, one, nobody really cares. You're gonna watch what you want to watch at the end of the day, and you're gonna watch both of them anyway. Like, right? It don't I'm, matter. I honestly haven't watched um, AEW like live since the first episode because at this I watched point, last week live, but I think going forward because like they showing the the episode right after anyway. It, exactly, if you're gonna show it right after, there's no point. 
Like, I don't want to wait till the next day to watch NXT. So I'm going to watch it live and I just watch AEW right afterwards. I don't need to. But here's the crazy thing, you know, foot, you know, we got football season. We got basketball season coming up. So, like, you know, one of these shows is not about to get watched by me for, like, a couple days. But I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you. One of these shows definitely ain't going to be watched. I'm watching my basketball, especially, you know, my team. We good again. We playing on national TV again. For those of you who don't know, this clown is a Lakers fan. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's get into this. This clown is a Lakers fan. He is a Sasha Banks fan. If you don't know... Let me tell you. I stay with winners that have been on a on a losing streak recently, but we on we on the upward. You know, we, we coming back up, both of them. Y'all hear this bullshit? I am not a Sasha Banks non fan. We know. I am a realist. For whatever reason, you're not a fan. I don't know why. No, no, no. I like Sasha Banks. I just hate the bullshit she's putting out there right now. She's a fucking loser. She she tricked y'all. Came back with this fucking blue hair. Oh, my God. Shiny new blue hair. What is she going to do? And what the fuck has she done since? Lose. More losing. Um, let me touch on that right quick, too. It ain't even about Sasha. It's about this 50-50 booking shit. I was going <laughs> to I hate it. I was going to touch on it on, on my shit. But now, now that you brought it up, let me let me mention this. Let me, let me pull this up. Uh, quote. I seen this shit on Reddit. For some reason, I like I, I scroll through Reddit. Well, that's a dangerous yeah, like I'm, I'm really, a, I don't know why I'm attracted to negativity, even though I hate it. I'm just attracted to it. It's like, it's like somebody that do drugs. They want to get off drugs so bad, but they can't help it. You know, it, it, they're addicted. I don't want to stay away negativity, guys. I, I want to stay away from the negativity of these wrestling fans so bad, but I'm, I'm attracted to it for whatever reason. So I scroll on Reddit all the time. A lot of times it's, you know, to get content from my, from my Instagram page. Other times I'll be be clicking on articles like threads on Reddit. It's so negative. Uh, I found one here. Uh, it was posted today. It's a it's a it's a sound clip like two minutes long from everybody's uh, favorite wrestling journalist for some fucking reason. People like him. Uh, y'all know who it is. I'm not gonna say his name. Here's a quote. He says, <laughs> Vince, "Vince needs someone who will go. We've got to make this booking make sense." We've got to get guys over. This 50-50 shit doesn't work. This scripted shit doesn't work. La, 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 la. And, like, y'all hate the 50-50 booking, which I, you know, I understand it. It's cool. But those instances, they don't do it. And now y'all screaming out burial. Y'all screaming out, oh, they, they don't give this person a chance. They're burying this person. Last person that happened to was Sasha Banks. That's, that's the whole reason that made me get reminded of this. Sasha Banks... Had two championship matches. What was it? Clash of the Champions and Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. Didn't win the championship in either one of them. Lost the second one. I think she might have lost the first one too by DQ. I don't remember. Something like that, I guess. And then y'all talk about Sasha Banks got buried. Like, man, what? We got to get rid of this buried word in wrestling anyway. I, re- that, I yeah, this, really hate that Cedric, word. Cedric Alexander and AJ Styles just a few weeks back said the same shit. I was like, do y'all hate 50-50 booking or do y'all like it? Because when they don't do 50, when they don't do 50-50 booking, y'all get mad. When they do it, y'all get mad. Like, people get mad at everything this company do. And everybody's so negative over everything they do. People referencing John Moxley on the Jericho podcast is such good shit. That shit, one that joke was never fucking funny. And people still say it five months later. Stop. And there's so much wrestling out there that you don't have to watch shit you don't like and complain about shit you don't like. One, nobody cares if you don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Don't pull up a thread on Twitter or Reddit or wherever the hell. Talking about some, I haven't watched WWE in 10 years and I love every minute of it. Who gives a fuck? You don't watch it, you don't watch it. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Like, my guy is here right now. I love it. I love it. It's like, bro, nobody cares that you canceled your network subscription because they're going to Saudi Arabia again. Man, just cancel this shit, man. They're not going to miss your 10 fucking funky ass dollars. They're not. They really aren't. They got, they got two. They got what, like five billion dollars worth of a, a, t- a TV deal money. Your ten dollars is not making a difference to them. It's probably making a difference to you because you saving ten dollars and you don't have five billion dollars plus. You know what I'm saying? So like ten dollars is just a drop of the bucket to them. Ten dollars to you, you you know, depending on you know how your financial situation is, it might be noticeable. It might be kind of like whatever. Fuck your morals too. <laughs> 
Why don't give a fuck about your fake morals? Just you try to seem upstanding. Like well, I'm gonna watch that Crown Jewel shit because I watch every single one. Because usually I might, you know, I might get the opportunity to see two legends like you know nearly kill themselves on live television, like I did in April. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what he's talking about, he's referencing Brock. I mean, Brock not Brock, Brock, and Goldberg. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Undertaker, Undertaker and Goldberg. Goldberg. If you if you haven't seen that match, go go run it back. It was hilarious, a disaster, and people almost died. That shit was so entertaining. I see I seen a couple instances where they almost ended up like draws for a second, man. Yo, shit was real dangerous. That shit, shit was real dangerous. Funny, and then the fact it was finally over, I was like, man, you ever just like be holding your? I held my breath the whole match, like. Like once Goldberg like went for that first spear and like hit his head on the turnbuckle and Bro. Then he got a woozy, I was like, oh shit, he oh, got his fucking concussion right now. Man. Clearly, I was like, damn, this match, this match needs to end right now. And the fact that the match didn't end for like five more minutes, that was the longest fucking five minutes it's ever. A long was, ass oh, match. That shit, like these niggas is about to die. Oh shit. Crown Jewel is very entertaining. They're it's very- entertaining as hell. I'm I'm ready for the next one because we got. We got Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Kane, <laughs> if you say that one more time, I, yo, yo, no, 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 don't even say it one more time. Don't even say it one more time because then it's gonna really, it's gonna really set in that he just, yo, 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 this is really mind boggling. This motherfucker just showed up with Rey Mysterio, just showed up, didn't say a word, just stood got a title and shot. got a title <laughs> shot. That is insane to me. That is insane that you could just show up and be like, hey, I'm going to just stand here because I'm Cain Velasquez with Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar beat up my buddy. So because I'm here with the guy who got beat up, I'm going to get a title shot. That hey, is fucking nuts. I knocked this nigga out 10 years ago. So let me get this title shot right quick. And it, be- it really begs the question of what they're going to do. Are they? Because I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a wrestling match. I'm going to keep it. It's gonna be some fuckery and it's gonna be some shooting going on. They're gonna really be throwing up in there. It ain't gonna be like uh Braun and Tyson Fury. It's it's gonna be some shooting, goddamn. They're gonna be throwing hands. Hey man, I can't wait, but but the thing is you got you got the you got the championship in the way. So what the fuck you do about that shit? You're not putting the title on Kane Velasquez. I lose my goddamn mind if Kane Velasquez and- walk out with that title. And you're not about to have Brock Lesnar going out sad in championship matches three times in one year. Oh no, nah, he definitely ain't going outside. So, ain't no like, way in hell. You done booked yourselves into a corner, so we're gonna have some fuckery going on, and we're gonna have a fuckery ass finish. I'm with it. I'm with the K. And we're gonna get a whole bunch of people complaining. People gonna complain on a Thursday afternoon. On a Thursday afternoon at what what is it, 1 p.m. or some bullshit like that? They're gonna be complaining. I think it's one. I think it's one. I think he might skip class that day to watch some wrestling. I can't skip class that day, dog. I, I, my next skip gotta be the the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I'm kind of pissed I off. Skip that shit too, too. Hey, I don't care, man. I don't like this class no way. <laughs> man, listen, I came in. I came in a class. All right, so syllabus got switched around, right? The new dates wasn't updated on the syllabus at all. So, like, I'm still looking at the old syllabus. I came in. We had a project due last Thursday. I didn't do that shit because I fucking forgot because the syllabus was different. Right. I walked into class. I seen everybody had their projects and shit. I was like, man, fuck this. I walked out the shit like two minutes before class started. So, I was like, man, I had my shit for Tuesday. Come to find out Tuesday we had the test. I thought the test was on Thursday. Today, I was like, damn, I ain't studied for this damn test. I ain't make a note card for the test. Nothing. Shit. My dog about to fail. Hey man, I don't about... like this class, man. It's a, it's a, it's a theater design class. I'm an actor. I don't care about the design shit. Like that's not my medium. My guy said he just here to say his lines. Get the fuck on. Fuck this man, design. Shit, man. Like, y'all, that's y'all shit. Y'all handle that. They, I gotta be. In, I gotta go to 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 a costume shop lab. They had me using the sewing machine today. I was fucking up. I was like, damn, no, I ain't ready to do this shit no more. I ain't mad at you, dog. I ain't mad at you. College is definitely kicking my ass. For those of you listeners who understand this plight, I'm sure you can agree. College is some bullshit. And here I am thinking about going to fucking grad school. I thought about it. I'm like 1% sure that I want to. I already applied. I'm just waiting to hear back. I should know by the next month or so. So prayers up, I guess. Prayers up, man. Something. I will for the boy. Something like that. What else What else did I want to talk about? I guess we're getting... 
touch on this Eric Bischoff shit. How do you get fired so quickly from your job? And this is this is what's wild. He got fired apparently because uh Fox didn't like the ratings. Now this is what's crazy. How are you niggas complaining about some shit that one, it's been two weeks. Two, your normal Friday night slot before SmackDown came around was averaging like less than a million people. Who fucking cares, bro? More people watching this shit. You see, y'all expectations was too high. Like you can look at how SmackDown was doing. Like I don't, like I said, like we said before, I don't give a shit about the ratings. So I don't even know how they work. But I'm pretty sure you can you can kind of base what your ratings is gonna be off of how they were before. If you factor in the fact it's on broadcast television now, so it's, it's getting into more households, it's a little bit easier to watch it. People that don't have cable can now watch it. But you getting higher ratings than you probably have gotten. I don't I don't know what aired in that slot originally. Mm-hmm. But you're getting higher so like I feel like it's something more to it that we probably not gonna know for a while now. You know, we we probably won't know for a while exactly what went on between Eric Bischoff, but like then it was like grand opening, grand closing. Yes, man, what got his ass up out of there? I heard he moved like all. I heard he moved his whole family over like Connecticut too. Yeah, know, that's like three months. That's what the uh, quote unquote informed people say. Hey yo. Yo, yo, I don't know. I can't remember if I touched on this last week, but I thought about it again. And just in case I didn't, I wanted to say it again. The wrestling uh, reporters, dirty reporters, they ruin the fucking excitement of anything. They ruin it all. And it really pisses me off because I don't want to know about what the fucking rumor is about who's going to win this match and when. That takes away the special moment of everything. I don't need to know that shit. Those people suck. They suck. They got to get them clicks. They 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 want their clicks and that's fine. Want your clicks, but do the shit somewhere else. As much as re- as much as wrestling is, you know, sports entertainment. You know, with the first word being sports. At the same time, it's not like an NBA, an NFL, uh, a MLB. We don't need reporters trying to spoil shit. I don't need to know who's going where, who's doing what, what's going to happen months from now. Let me find out by watching this shit. Like I don't don't tell me what's going to happen because then it takes the it takes the excitement away. It really does. And then you got dudes like, uh, I don't know who it was. Like a couple months ago, he started like bragging about, like saying he broke the Sasha Banks return story. Oh, that fucking weird Brad Shepard dude. Yeah, he's a Brad Shepard. Yeah, I think yeah, he big for him. Brad, Brad Shepard, Bix, uh, Meltzer, Satin, all these dudes are clowns, bro. They're clowns. Like, I hate them all. Brad Shepard needs to needs to not have a platform. This dude. Is 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 the embodiment of every like stereotypical uh, homophobic, misogynistic, racist wrestling fan out there? Like he the worst, bro. Like I seen some shit earlier. I don't, I don't, I ain't verified or fact check it, but apparently, uh, he said that they're trying to match like Charlotte's title reigns to the amount of like plastic surgery she had or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's an inappropriate ass fucking comment. For anybody in his position to make, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not right. cool, like to make that in in whatever whatever beef he got against Becky Lynch. I don't know what the fuck his issue with, you know, all that. The fact that he apparently was talking about like he broke the Sasha Banks story of her return. There was like four instances of him saying she will be coming back on this particular date. I could have said, yo, Sasha Banks gonna come back on this particular day and not even knew shit about it. And then when she actually came back on that day, you know what I'm saying? Like I actually said that shit like two days before. Like, I want to say it was that Friday. I think it was on, on, was there a takeover? Yeah, there was a takeover mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto. I said on Toronto, I was like, man, Sasha Banks coming back tomorrow or Monday. She came back that Monday. I could have been saying, like, yeah, I had insider knowledge about it. Sources. Hashtag I had dumb sources. Like, I ain't got no motherfucking sources. I wish, but I don't got no sources, man. That's like that's the weakest shit in the world. Because first of all, how do you have sources in a company where motherfuckers and this is notoriously known where motherfuckers change the script of a show minutes before it, it even fucking goes on. But you got sources saying this person is coming back. You this person is winning the match. That person winning the match with OKC. What? How do you have sources that tell you this? If this big man on my fault, fam. You good? You good? This big man changed the, the script to SmackDown for like two months straight on a weekly basis. And the crazy thing, the show still was good though. Like the shows were still good when he changed the script, but like you don't know nothing. They don't. Even even with the the whole you know posting the draft results on accident, 
you know, little blunder from this past week. They even like called some audibles and then people was like, ha, ah, they they changed it up. Huh, huh. I was like, why not? Like you complained, you complained about you had an intern fuck up, so you had to call <laughs> audible. Like that's that's it is what it is. It happens, yo. It happens. It happens. Like every company, every company, every corporation has had an intern fuck up at least once. Either right. they weren't told anything. Like, do you know how many channels shit gotta go through to get information to people? Like, you know that game telephone we played in elementary school. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like somebody forgot to tell somebody, hey, put this shit in alphabetical order. That's what I read. They gave them the draft list, which was the order, and they forgot to put it in alphabetical order when they posted it on the website. And so now the draft results are the same as as they being announced on television. So they had to make some audibles. You know, I think Miz was supposed to go to Raw. I actually looked at it and actually put it in alphabetical order. Like after the fact, you know, these people they fickle out here. You know, wrestling fans are very fickle. We talked about this last week. Talk about it every week. I, I'll say it until the end of time. Wrestling fans are fickle. They're also fucking idiots. Can't think for themselves. They hate everything. I saw a tweet earlier uh, that said uh, the real people that hate professional wrestling are professional wrestling fans. I think I was MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what tweet I'm talking about. I didn't, I didn't look it up before I just said it. But yeah, MVP said uh, nobody hates professional wrestling more than professional wrestling. Yeah, fans. there we go. There we go. And, yeah, like like I was saying, man. Um, you know, I'm attracted to negativity. Uh, I seen the tweet on Twitter uh, when he tweeted. I follow MVP. Uh, shout out to MVP, I man. He always getting into it with people about you know some political shit, and he be schooling. So like he, he out here, you he know stuff. So I follow I follow him on Twitter. But I seen a tweet posted on Reddit, and like I said, man, I'm attracted to the negativity. I had to click in and see what people were saying, and so many people was just like offended. It was like, so you saying we can't have an opinion on something we pay our money to? Like we hate bad we hate bad wrestling. We don't hate wrestling as a whole. We just hate how WWE does. You know, people they are so defensive, and it's like. WWE do good shit, and y'all don't like it. Y'all nitpick about it. I enjoyed the whole, you know, who killed Roman Reigns shit from, you know, about a month ago. I I enjoyed that because we knew at the end of the day what was going to happen. Apparently, like, I feel like they're not doing it. it then Daniel Bryan get, like, drafted the Raw. So, like, you know, I don't think they really, you know, going to follow up on it. It was more so, yeah, dude was lying on his name. At the end of the day, I felt like, you know, people don't give shit a chance. Like, they, they complain about shit. What was it this past Monday? You know, the whole Firefly Funhouse thing. People mad at that. So, oh, I guess Seth Rollins is a heel now because he burned down somebody's house. I was like, he desperate. Like, that don't mean he a heel. He just desperate. This He tried to take this dude out a couple weeks ago to no avail. Pretty much everything you see has happened before. Like, there's really no way to have, like, a fully 100% original storylines. So you're going to have to revisit some things and kind of tweak it a little bit. A similar type of shit you've seen happen before. The motherfuckers used to be wilding back in the day. Motherfuckers used to be wilding. Y'all wanted the Attitude Era back, and Paul Heyman gives y'all the Attitude Era back, and y'all complain about it because it's silly. Stone Cold used to drive up with monster trucks on motherfuckers and bonies. You had... Man's out here filling up cars with uh, cement, all types of wild shit. But now Bray Wyatt bring out a mallet, or Seth Rollins burns down the Firefly Funhouse, and you complaining about that? Dude got sprayed with a bunch of shitty water in the middle of the ring one day to close out an episode of SmackDown in about 2003. Very wild. Hey, yo, yo, yo! The wildest thing I've ever seen on WWE programming, and I, I'm probably very wrong about this, but it is the absolute funniest shit. It came across my timeline the other day. Remember that uh, storyline with uh, with Kane and Lita, and they had a baby or some shit. Man, Snisky. The Sn- and Snisky had that doll baby and punted that motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I can only imagine how that would go over right now. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen on WWE. I would would never not laugh at that. In hindsight, that shit is hilarious. At the time, I was like, what the hell going on? But like, if that would have happened now, that shit would have been the funniest stuff I ever seen. Like apparently he used to like be a punter in like high school. And so like he he was like, sure, I can you know punt it on live TV. Yo, he he got much distance with him. It's the fact that he did. I was like, yo, this motherfucker just punted a dog, baby. That's crazy. That would never go over well in this political uh correct era that we live in now. 
motherfuckers would be so angry online. You see, you see so many tweets about it. Oh my god, he put her the baby. You gotta get him out of here. He must. He needs to get fired. Man, that, that whole storyline, like in general, man, the fact that Kane was like tormenting Lita, and then Lita ended up having sex with him to get him to stop, and she got pregnant. They really restoring these vibes, dog. This is really crazy. They got Lashley and and, and Lana restoring the vibe. That's crazy. Hey. We ain't had a storyline like this in a while. Hey man, it's it's cool, man. Shout out to Paul Heyman. He giving us them attitude era vibes. Like it's not gonna be full throttle. It doesn't have to be. I seen some wild tweets coming out of this Bobby Lashley and Lana shit, man. Said they said they got my girl on Black.com. Hey, if you know what Black.com is? She was getting that massage and shit. <laughs> I want to know how Rusev like I, I I would kill to be a fly on the wall when, when they pitch that to him. So you're gonna have uh you're gonna have, you're gonna have Lashley uh you know crush your wife. Hey man, listen, I know we live and shit. Uh, I tried to send you a message and shit, but like we gotta be a little unprofessional right now. I got, I'm about to pee on myself, so give me like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true what they say, man. When you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, dog. I ain't mad at you, man. I ain't mad at you. No, nah, I, I was quick with it. I drink like a gallon of water a day. For the folks listening, make sure you drink your water. All right. Drink take, your water, man. Take care of yourself. All right. Self-care is very important. We we promote self-wellness, positivity. I know, I know my brother here has been harping on a lot of negative things today, but I want you to know we are very positive brothers. Absolutely. Positive brother. So take care of yourself and be positive at all times. Absolutely. Uh TC, man, what what you got coming up for the people, man? Tell tell them about your rundown, tell them about the podcast, anything else you want to know. I'm a one half of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm trying to get out here, you know. I don't really be fucking with people, so it's hard to network for me. Like it's like a chore, you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying I'm trying to. I'm trying to I'm trying to reach for the stars, you know. I, I'm gonna hit up a few guys. Uh, see if they wanted to come on and get interviewed. Uh, so I'm trying to set something up, man. You know, for, I, I, for, I forgot one thing. I was going to talk about this on my show. Let me talk about this guy, man. Get in your bag, man. Get in your bag. Hop in the bag right quick. It's real quick. Like, I ain't going to spend too much time on it. I, gra- I graduated high school 10 years ago, going on 10 years uh, next year. And when I graduated high school, uh, I went to college for like a semester and I started working. I mean, uh, when I started working, I did not like the job I had. Mm-hmm. I hated it. For some reason, I stayed there. But then I ended up leaving. Like, I was fed up one day and I was just like, fuck this job. I left. Never came back. Filled my timesheet out at the end of the week for that one day. And I never came back. I was also 18 at the time. I wasn't like in my 30s. You know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't have a kid, you know. So I wasn't going to stay nowhere. You know, now I'm not going to stay nowhere I don't like if I don't like it. I'm just going to leave. Like, I ain't about to suffer. I feel you. And if they if they offer me a contract extension or, or a new contract, I'm not going to sign it. And then four months later... Be like, nah, never mind. I don't want to work here. In other words, don't be like Mike Bennett. If you don't mm. like your job, leave your job then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that. And if your contract expire, don't renew that motherfucking contract. Because there's no point. There's no point in doing it, bro. Like, be smarter. Be smarter, man. Be smart out here, folks. Definitely like, be smart out here. Pers- I wouldn't do it. I'm 27. I wouldn't do it. I don't think a guy in his thirties who has a you know wife and a kid and another kid on the way that may or may not be his. Ah oh, man. Feel rush, man. Ah oh, man. <laughs> Personally, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, you probably shouldn't do it either. You probably shouldn't complain about your job that you already knew, you know, months ago you didn't like, that you could have left months ago and you resigned. Excuse me, you resigned for five more years and you want to request your release and they're probably not going to give it to you immediately because you just resigned man what it's right. not a smart business move it's not a smart business move at all whatsoever my guy had to hop in his bag about this mike bennett so stuff big. he was really feeling it he was really feeling it. anything else you got for the people yeah. man uh you can you can follow uh my podcast me me and my partner malik man we host the young kings wrestling podcast uh, shout out to Malik. He out here doing, you know, he he, he getting his journalist bag, you know, he getting his uh his uh 
photographer bag recently at all these events around Las Vegas. Uh, I think he's at, you know, a PFL. It's like a little MMA uh, promotion. Uh, I'm not sure if it's local or not. I don't know too much about it, but taking, you know, doing some, getting some footage for that, you know, some pictures some video, getting, you know, the little, you know, media scrum interviews and stuff. He out here doing his thing. Uh, wish he could have joined us today, man. But, you know, I'm here to, you know, carry the load and put on for us. Uh, Young Kings Wrestling. You can follow us, uh, YK Wrestling everywhere, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to post on the Instagram a little bit more. You know, I've been slacking this week. I had a couple couple midterms. One of my midterms ended up getting canceled. Shout out uh, God. Uh, I still got to take it, though. But it just got canceled yesterday. Uh, some bullshit went down uh, on campus. And so, like, a lot of, you know, classes got canceled kind of across the board. But other than that, man, you know, follow us, man. We out here. I'm trying to I'm trying to get in my bag, you know, I'm trying to network with people. Just, you know, follow us, listen to us, rate us. You know, we everywhere. You can listen to podcasts, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google, it's just the, the little the little ones too, you know. We everywhere. So check us out, man. Hey man, I'm 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 glad you came on. Glad to have you. I appreciate you, man. And you you was on my shit twice, so I need like another go around on here, man. I got you, dog. You know, I got you. And uh just just for anybody that's listening, um, I want y'all to understand that if you ever want to be on a pod, hit me up. This pod is for the people. All right, this part is for the people. I set out to do this because I wanted people like myself, just regular old people, just regular old people to be able to get their opinions out, get their feelings out, and just straight up talk wrestling, talk life. As you can see, we talked about anything on here. I just want yeah. you to know that this is this is for us, and I truly mean for it's us. It's black people doing it, man. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking seeing like a whole whole lot more of us doing these podcasts on right, man. like because we, you know, we got we got have somebody we identify with, man. So that's, people that's down to earth that know what they're talking about. That's my motivation, man. That's my motivation. So if y'all you want to get on, you know, you got questions you want to ask me, you know, comments you want to make, hit me up. Um, you know, usual spill, like, share, subscribe. Again, I appreciate the support. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. This has been your host, Middle Initial T, and my guy TC, right here on the Undisputed Hater Podcast. We out. See you next week. Yes, sir.